Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Calissa's Mic Drop. This is week, let's see, week nine? Week nine of the NFL season. How about that? This season, uh, I think they're going to do it. I think we're officially at the halfway point now as we get into, um, you know, this pod, this podcast Thursday of week nine. We are now officially past the halfway point of the regular season. How about that? Um, if there's, uh, and the virus is going around, as people in Colorado know, as the Broncos know. Broncos, again, had to deal with COVID this week. Shelby Harris uh, was in close contact with someone who, uh, outside the building, who later tested positive for COVID. And so I believe, even though Shelby has tested negative, uh, I believe he has to quarantine at least five days. And that could put his travel to Atlanta in jeopardy um, in, a, in an early game on Sunday. So we'll have to see about that. He's going to miss practice. He missed practice Thursday. He's going to miss practice Friday. Um, Saturday, I think there's a chance he may come out of the protocol. Uh, but we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see on that. He'll have to probably take a few tests on that. So uh, the Broncos crossing their fingers on Shelby Harris. Uh, he's going to be listed as questionable on the injury report. Um, just he, He's on the COVID reserve list, as is Graham Glasgow. The right guard, again, is going to miss another game. Um, he tested positive, Glasgow did, for, uh, for COVID. Um, Darren Paolo, uh, practice squad offensive tackle, he tested positive. And then uh, they did get uh, offensive line coach Mike Munchak uh, back on Thursday to practice. So he's been cleared. He was in the COVID protocols for nine days. Never did say whether he tested positive uh, or not, uh, or he just was in close contact with someone. Uh, Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator, uh, he was in the uh, protocol as of Saturday. I don't think Ed Donatel is going to be with the team. Uh, he's not with the team now. I don't think he'll travel to uh, Atlanta uh, for the game. So uh, Curtis Mikens, the running backs coach who tested positive for COVID, he's been back for a while. This is his second week back. So starting to get a little healthy, but the Broncos concerned, uh, trying to keep that uh, contact tracing um, uh, down and so that uh, they don't spread. The Broncos in the league say you can't really prevent the virus on the outside of the building. These these players, these coaches are going to get the virus uh, outside of the building, here and there. Uh, you hope it's not much, but um, you just can't prevent 100% uh, negative right there. The key is that it's not spreading. And so far, the Broncos say within their building, um, there has been no contact. There has not been anybody in the COVID protocol because of close contact, high-risk close contact. Uh, John Elway and Joe Ellis, the top two guys in the Broncos organization, they tested positive uh, earlier this week. Uh, they found out early Tuesday morning. There was some contact uh, with Elway, and, um, uh, but, but not close contact, not high-risk contact. So the Broncos kept some staff uh, home for about five days, and that included uh, his top assistant, Matt Russell, the uh, director of player personnel. He's uh, Elway's right-hand man, and so he's staying home for a couple days. 
Um, so Elway Ellis uh, will not be making a trip. Do not think Matt Russell will make the trip to Atlanta. Um, but that's where they stand. Otherwise, the team was back practicing this week. Philip Lindsay had some jam toes, uh, which, of course, he had that uh, turf toe that caused him to miss uh, three games. He will not uh, miss the game Sunday. And so um, that's good news that uh, Philip is going to play against Atlanta because he's hot. He is a hot running back. Uh, nine carries for 79 yards, six carries for 83 yards in his last two games. That comes out to 10.8 yards per carry. So good for Philip. Um, and then uh, Bryce Callahan, ankle. He's uh, back at practicing. He should be okay. A little concern on A.J. Boye with the concussion. He was not out there uh, at practice uh, on Thursday. Uh, that might be tough for him to make that trip um, to Atlanta. And uh, they, they call up uh, Kevin Tolliver from the uh, from the practice squad. But uh, Tolliver, uh, Tolliver also had interest uh, from another NFL team. Um, they were going to sign him to their 53, this other team. And so uh, rather than let him go, the Broncos promoted him to the 53. Other injury news of note, uh, two guys on IR. Uh, linebacker Mark Barron, we haven't seen him all year. Uh, they signed him with two, uh, about a week or two into training camp. He, uh, you know, ripped up his uh, ham. He didn't rip up his hamstring. He, he strained it. He was going to miss two games there. And then he strained a uh, pec muscle in the weight room. And uh, we have not seen him yet. He's missed all seven games. He's out there practicing uh, for the first time, I imagine. Uh, so he's clear to do that. But I, uh, I do think that... Uh, Baron, I don't think he'll play Sunday, nor uh, Levante Bellamy, who came off the uh, IR to practice this week. Uh, but those two guys, um, I would think next week is more when uh, when we'll see those two players. Uh, the Broncos will wear white or wear uh, um, navy blue uniforms against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So uh, on Sunday, Atlanta will wear a white. So that'll be a different uh, look for the Broncos. What an exciting, otherwise, besides all this COVID news, what an exciting week it was. Uh, we were able to talk to Demarcus Walker, the Broncos' fourth-year defensive lineman, who, you know, really struggled as a second-round pick coming out of Florida State. He was all that uh, for the Seminoles. Had 16 sacks his senior year. Uh, was defensive player of the year in the ACC. Those are... Uh, you know, uh, laudy uh, credentials, haughty credentials uh, for Demarcus Walker. He was a second-round pick and then uh, kind of hit a wall. You know, I think the Broncos didn't know if he was an outside linebacker or defensive tackle. They had him cut weight. They had him put on weight. Uh, they finally put him down on the defensive line. And what I like about Demarcus Walker is even though, you know, he was a second-round pick, he got some good money, um, he didn't sulk when he f had to break in as a rotational player. So, you know, he plays about 30 to 40% of the snaps a game. Um, he's been hurt a little bit. The calf has got him each of the last two years. But, um, you know, he's just been a nice team guy. He seems to get uh, – he's really exuberant when things do well. He seems genuinely happy when they win. 
He's bummed when they lose. Uh, you know, he's in it for the team. That's that's what I like about Demarcus Walker. And I hope after this year, he winds up getting. Uh, he he finds a home somewhere. If not here with the Broncos, then uh, somewhere else. Because um, he's a he's a good guy to have around. Um, also found out he's one of the more generous people in the uh, city of uh, in the city of Denver. Wait till you hear the stories on Demarcus Walker's generosity that we talked to him about in our in our interview. So hope you'll enjoy that. The Kansas City game, you know, Drew Locke. Um, you know, I was thinking that uh, for for a spark, uh, not not for permanent reasons, but uh, I was saying, you know, let's look at Rippin. I mean, the last time Rippin's played only once, and they got 37 points. And Locke really had struggled for the last two and a half games plus, uh, uh, two and three quarters the the last uh, since he came back from that shoulder. Um, he had five interceptions with no touchdown passes. Then he got hot. Uh, Vic stuck with him. He got hot. Um, it looked like the either the Chargers went into the prevent or their their safeties had trouble coming up. They he started drilling the middle of the field to Judy and Deshaun Hamilton had some big plays there, and the safeties weren't making the play after the catch. So uh, Judy and and Hamilton both had uh, big yards after catch. That really helped Drew Locke. Melvin Gordon made a nice catch for him. Uh, Albert O made a nice catch. Uh, for Drew Locke in the end zone, and then at the end, K.J. Hamler uh, made a nice catch. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Okwibanam and uh, Hamler, both uh, by the seat of their pants, uh, got touchdown passes. So good for Drew Locke. He's a streaky guy. Um, he When he plays with confidence, he's, he's uh, the talent shows. Um, when he lacks confidence, he seems to make uh, bad decisions. So he's hot. I know it's uh, a lot of people say it's only one quarter, but the key to that is it was the last quarter, and the last quarter can carry momentum. And I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke plays really well this Sunday in Atlanta. Going to be a challenge for the Broncos. Atlanta's played a lot better since uh, Raheem Morris replaced Dan Quinn as coach uh, three, uh, uh, four weeks ago. Uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons blew two games early. They're, they're like the Chargers now. Uh, they blew a 19-point lead to the Cowboys and lost, and a 16-point lead to the Bears and lost. So uh, that's what cost Dan Quinn. Raheem Morris, they're playing a lot better. they got a lot of firepower on offense with Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and their running back Todd Gurley has uh, had a nice uh, bounce-back season. So... Um, Drew Locke will have to play well to keep up with uh, Atlanta on the scoreboard. Uh, the Broncos' defensive line a little decimated. If Shelby Harris can't play, uh, that means Jarrell Casey, Mike Purcell, and um, Shelby Harris, the starting three, uh, will not play against Atlanta. They'll have to rely on Draymond Jones, who I kind of consider a starter anyway. He was a third-round pick last year, and he was ready to become a starter this year and is really playing well. Uh, off the streets, they got Sylvester Williams to play. Off the street, Deshaun Williams to play. And now um, uh, they're going to uh, activate rookie, third-round rookie, McTelvin Sosa Ajim. And uh, I don't know why he's uh, he got the nickname after uh, slugging Sammy Sosa. I don't think it's after Sammy, but his nickname is Sosa. So see about Ajim. And also... Uh, Broncos in position where they may call up uh, Darius Kilgo 
or uh, Dion Sizer from the uh, practice squad. So we'll see about that. Great win for the uh, Broncos. They shut down Herbert uh, from the middle of the third quarter on, uh, limited him to uh, two field goals. So a uh, big win, but only a big win if you use that momentum and uh, beat Atlanta. So we'll talk about the Broncos against the Falcons on the other side of this interview with Demarcus Walker. Hope you enjoy, and then we'll come back and talk more on Clissa's Mic Drop, the Week 9 edition. Thank you for joining us first, uh, DeMarcus. I'm going to be looking at you right here. And uh, by the way, I have a little birdie, all right, at a local Starbucks. Someone went into a Starbucks about a week or two ago, all right, and ordered a drink and said the drink's paid for. And the person said, well, who paid for the drink? And the answer was... Demarcus Walker, you do that? You got that generous spirit every now and then? Uh, I've done a lot of generous things uh, for the city of Denver, you know, that uh, that that is done behind the scenes that uh, you'd be imagined that uh, one day I might share, I might not. But, uh, yeah, um, especially after a great W like uh, last Sunday, I definitely uh, – I went by Starbucks twice and blessed the whole long <laughs> And then I also heard I, I, a player told me uh, this was a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. Uh, you brought in a bunch of I think this was before, you know, your cafeteria was shut down either. You bought lunch. So you do have a generous heart. Where does it where did that come from, you think? Yeah. Um, so uh, that's another thing. Uh, it's a spot called Vaughn's Chicken. Shout out to them. I actually um, the corporate um, CEO in Korea actually uh, reached out to me and said uh, in Korea, they love to hear that, that, that the Denver Broncos is eating their chicken. Um, but I tell you that, uh, that I tell you, uh, Oh, where are you going DeMarcus? Um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that um, every Friday I always bless a team to where, if we play as a team, I always uh, get fried chicken for everybody. You, you love fried chicken. You know, you got to try it out. It's called Vaughn's Chicken, Chris. It, it, it's very good. Um, uh, uh, we love it. You know, uh, it's not about a win or loss thing. If we play as a team, and then, you know, we always get fried chicken. So this Friday, tomorrow, it'll be there. All right. Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N? Oh, V-O-N, like Vaughn Miller. Like Vaughn Miller, okay. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm trying to do something different, Cliss. You know, been here for going on four years and, you know, just like, you know, not having the type of seasons that we had, you know. I'm a I'm a two-time captain of Florida State for a reason. And for me to – I had to learn my way around here. I had to I had to get out my shell. And, you know, it's kind of weird how you handle things to where – I was doing this thing as a kid growing up and when I was in Tallahassee to where I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to build team chemistry, team spirit. You know, to where you know, I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm a winner. I'm not trying to like, I'm trying to do something different. You know, we've tried everything on the field different. You know, obviously we just got to play as a team. So let's do something off the field within the COVID protocols, to where we can, you know, bond as a team. I'm. You just led into where I was going next. Do you remember when we talked uh, the your first day on draft day, your second round pick, 
It's 2017. And you sat down with me. And, and at the time, I think maybe you thought you were going to tear up the league, right? Um, all rookies do. And that's the way they should think. And then you got to adjust a little bit. And you had to adjust. It took you a little longer than you expected, that you hoped. But I've seen guys in your position, high draft picks, who kind of sulk if they don't play. You know, they don't start. You, uh, these last couple of years, you haven't been like that. You've accepted your, your role and you've given it everything you've had coming off the bench. Uh, was it difficult to do that at first? And, and, you know, how did you come around and, and why are you like that? Absolutely. Uh, very difficult. You know, um, like I said, being a two-time captain and being the guy at, at Florida State, uh, ACC Deeps Player of the Year, lead uh led the whole country in sacks you know 16 uh, 16 sacks um you know a high first second round draft pick uh great so obviously it was it was it was it was it was a gut check you know as men in life you go through a moment to where hey this is this is this shows if you really want it a lot right oh yeah you think i don't i was just talking to somebody to a friend last night like you think i Everybody situation before me, you know, from Shane Ray to Shaq Barrett to Adam Gosses, you know, to Brad, to Bradley Robry, uh, Bradley, fifth year option. The thing, the reason why I'm so successful, Mike, is because I'm a very wise person and I learn from others' mistakes. And my dad used to have the saying growing up: "You can learn a lot from a dummy, just don't be one." And to where I'm not calling anybody who ever made wrongs because we all human, we all made mistakes in our life. To but to where. If someone's before you and they made that same type of uh, and, and they made a mistake, it's just, it's just human common sense to learn from whatever they did and approach it different. And it was a gut check. Um, I'm still here, you know. Um, you know, um, we still got a lot of games left, a lot more time to finish, and just leave it at that. Uh, what do you think about this week? Now uh, you you've already lost um, Jarrell Casey. Who else? Uh, Mike Purcell, and now maybe Shelby because of uh, COVID. Um, you're going to have to step up. Everyone's going to have to. Uh, that second line of defense, so to speak, is going to have to step up against Atlanta. Um, opportunity meets, meets preparation. That's all I can say. <laughs> no, opportunity meets preparation. That's all I can. And I'm going to leave it at that. How about Matt Ryan? He's a guy who, like a lot of stationary, he's a veteran. Boy, he's he's wise beyond his uh, years, but he's stationary. And the key is to put a, he's a different quarterback when there's heat, uh, like most quarterbacks are. Is that the key to this game? Um, Matt is a great um, quarterback, obviously, you know, um, Hall of Famer. And you see that, you know, he's leading the NFL in passing also. So, you know, um, you know, uh, when the opportunity presents itself, you just got to get ready. And uh, whatever Coach Fangio uh, calls, um we just got to stick together and play together as a team. Are you concerned at all with the COVID spikes that have been going on uh, both uh, around the community of Denver and and some of your own players and coaches and staff? I ain't even that, just global, you know, around America, like there's been spikes. Um, be honest with you, I feel like as entire NFL, we've done a great job, you know, uh, of handling this situation and making sure that there's football every Sunday, if not, you know, till Tuesday. And I just take my hats off to the whole NFL, to the whole, you know, different Broncos, to Coach Banjo, to all the coaches, to all the fans, to all the, to all the families 
that sacrifice moment, you know, for you know, for these next three months, so we can get some four months where we can finish football. Um, we handled it well, and uh, when everybody adjusted, and uh, we just um, we just got taken one time. This has been your home for four years now. Um, any, you know, with your contract up, any thoughts on uh, where you might be three, four months from now? No, not at all. Um, just, just uh, control what I can control. You know, um, you know, it's been, it's been the time here. I know, right? It's been four years. You know, but uh, all I can do is just control what I can control and go play football. All right, and then we got once a uh, couple of uh, questions we have here for our, our viewers. We try to take the viewers inside uh, the meeting room, of course. Now here you are, everybody. All the meetings are uh, are virtual. But um, you've been around your your group, your defensive lineman. Who would you say is the funniest guy in your room? Who's been the funniest all year? Honest with you, Mike. Like this sounds like like so cliche, but this this room has been like the best room I've been around. You know, uh, I'm talking about everybody's funny. Everybody has their moments. Everybody's so you know, it's just a brotherhood to where you got Sly Williams coming back. You know, to where you know you got even. <laughs> Go, you know, you got you know Soso, you know with um, McTelvin, like you got him, like he's the he who he's probably like the one that's giving us like you know our laugh right now, you know, and which he's supposed to because he's a rookie, you know. But Bill, <laughs> Bill what do you call him, Soso? Sosa, Sosa. Okay, I got you. How did that come about? I don't know. You know, when we <laughs> as a rookie say, you know, they call me Sosa, and we're like, hey, you know, we'll go with that. Hey? Okay, slugging Sammy, maybe Sammy Sosa. <laughs> uh, how about who would you say is the smartest in your we're, world? We're all smart, you know. Everybody's smart, you know. Everybody's smart in their own type of way. We all come from different cultures around America, so everybody has their own different type of sense, you know. To where very like I learned my political sense from Shelby Harrison Jarrell, you know. To where you know uh, a lot of people might learn more Florida lingo and how we move you know, around, you know, in a Southern accent, you know, I mean, Southern area, you know, for me, Draymond's from Ohio, you know, so we learn everything, you know, so it's, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's smart in their own different way. And finally, uh, here, DeMarcus, um, you're in a foxhole. There's all kinds of trouble uh, flying around you. Who do you want in that foxhole with you? The whole team. Mm. The, whole, the whole team, baby. Like, I love this team. After last win, you know, you look everybody in the eyes and you know that, all right, let's go to war every week. And that's the that's the smile, that's the grin I got. And uh, it's just tune in. That's all I can say. <laughs> Demarcus, thanks a lot, man. You're a gentleman. Stay healthy here the rest of this year, huh? And make yourself a lot of money this offseason. Sure. All right. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to Cliss's Mic Drop, our, our week nine, as we move right into uh, the dead middle of the NFL regular season. It's amazing with the virus that uh, the Broncos and the NFL have got to the uh, middle portion of the season. See if they can finish. You might have heard that uh, the playoffs are uh, could be expanded uh, to include an eighth team. They've already expanded from six to seven per conference. Uh, this year as part of the new CBA, and uh, if there's a delay and there's some games that are played in week 18, 
the NFL is going to have an, uh, uh, two conferences of eight teams, one versus eight. So the, the, if the Broncos beat Atlanta, uh, and with the schedule softening up some in the second half, uh, the, the Broncos will be in the playoff hunt. They're not in the playoff hunt yet. You got to get to 500 to get in the playoff hunt. And um, they can do that by being in Atlanta. Going to be tough. Um, the offensive line, Austin Schlotman, will start again at right guard. I'm sure Atlanta will put Grady Jarrett um, over Austin Schlotman, over uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, and test those guys. Um, uh, Grady Jarrett, uh, the best defensive lineman uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, probably their best uh, defensive player. Otherwise, Atlanta doesn't have a very good defense. So the Broncos, I think, need to score in this game if they're going to uh, emerge successful. And then Drew Locke is also the key. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's going to have to uh, play well again, play more consistent. Cut down on those turnovers. He's had five turnovers, five interceptions in his last three games. So uh, he's he's definitely the key, but it's, it's nice to see the kids play. Locke, Judy had some nice catches. Hamler, Albert O. I mean, uh, Cushenberry's still going at center. So that is a young, young offense that uh, I don't think they'll keep it up all season as far as playing well, just because they are young. But um, they can excite and they can surprise and see if they can keep it going one more week in Atlanta. Have to see about A.J. Boye and Shelby Harris, two starters on defense. Boye in the concussion protocol, and they're calling up uh, Kevin Tolliver. Uh, they did call up Kevin Tolliver from the practice squad, and uh, they'll have to. Uh, Shelby still got a chance, still got a chance to make their plane ride on Saturday. That the fact that if if they were home, I think Shelby plays. If he continues to test negative, uh, going on the road, it may be uh, maybe really iffy for him, but. Um, Broncos need the game. They're going to be in uh, their Navy Blues against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, who will be in the white. And the, the key is just going to be their secondary because Julio Jones is still the best receiver in football. Calvin Ridley, a very, very, very good number two. He'd be number one on uh, many other teams. So uh, Jerry Judy and, and Ridley should have a fun time uh, down there in Atlanta. So thank you to Demarcus Walker. Wasn't that a good interview? He's a he's a good guy, and uh, wish him the best the rest of this season. Uh, he'll be playing a lot on Sunday against Atlanta, and um, as you uh, as you may have heard, one of the more generous guys uh, in Denver. I mean, this isn't a guy who makes eighteen million a year or fifteen million a year. This is a guy who buys lunch on Fridays for the team. Uh, you know, buys for the the whole Starbucks. Uh, everybody gets one. Um, one free drink a couple of weeks ago. So uh, good for DeMarcus and uh, a real team guy for a guy who a lot of people uh, would call a disappointment after he's a second round draft pick. But I tell you what, he's become a real good rotational player along that defensive front for the Broncos. So that's it um, on Cliss's Mic Drop. Uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll do this again next week.